Awareness sucks until it doesn't. I should know. I've been a practicing licensed clinical social worker in New York for more than 30 years. We have been given enough awareness on how to expand to satisfy the two universal desires, being happy and being loved. Now what? Now it is time to live it. This podcast focuses on transcending awareness into practice through dialogue with curious guests. Hello, this is Yolanda Kumidu. Welcome to my podcast. Today's theme is on awareness about aging. I will be talking with Roxanne. Uh, When we talked, we touched upon difficult um, questions and difficult um, messages about uh, what is aging, what are the gains, what are the losses, what is the process, how is it uh, same and different for men and women. Um, and many, many more. So today I have uh, Roxanne with me and you're bringing the theme of aging. That's right. Aging. I'm so curious. I have many questions about this whole process of aging. All right, let's hear them. Well, I guess first and foremost, it comes to mind that um, in in this world, I find that um, man versus woman, if you will, that when men age and get old and gray, if you will, or salt and pepper-like, weathered, um, they are considered even more attractive um, and more revered. Uh, with uh, this sort of rugged, weathered look. And yet with women, we spend so much money to hide our wrinkles, to cover the gray, to do anything we can to preserve our youth. And I'm curious, is it vanity in most uh, women, including myself, that we do these things? Or is it societal uh, uh, a feeling of societal pressure that we have to do this in order to maintain our youthful uh, feelings and looks. Um, because we, I think women fight it, <laughs> cover it, spend a lot more money on um, perfecting ourselves as we age instead, rather than men. And I'm just curious why that is. So <clears throat> you said... Uh, so much you spend energy and money and uh, uh, to preserve uh, youth. Right, yes. Why, why is that? I mean, you see, with, um, with women, the, the men carry more the... Um, they need to to we we are both men and women socialized that women have to be beautiful women believe that men believe that 
And within women, um, Citra Stone talked about that. She wrote a wonderful book. It's called The, the Shadow King. And she's talking about the patriarch living within the women. Mm. So uh, we as women also follow that rule that men follow, conscious or unconscious. Women have to be beautiful. They are expected. Men are, they like to see beauty, beauty in women. Mm-hmm. And you see, with women, we expect more sex, financial success in men. True. It's, it's, it's like a given. Yes. <laughs> and men expect... Uh, 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 Although I think that's changing a little bit. Or it it has changed over the years, the decades, I guess. But but how come what you said is true, though? How come all this focus, all the plastic surgeries, all the Botox, all the right. efforts, the money that is spent for this? You see, because also um, it... So if we're talking about appearance, this is one of the main, main reasons. Women are expected to be young and beautiful, Mm. period. Men think that, women think that. So that that is as far as the appearance goes. Mm -hmm. In terms of aging as people beyond the appearance... You see, if you if you if a if a woman identified herself as beautiful throughout her life, and is used to getting attention because of her beauty, mm-hmm, yes, um, the loss of that is tremendous. Then we go into disorientation mm. of what is your identity now. You're not a beautiful woman anymore. If that was your main identity, you have more pain and more um, um, struggling with it. Yes, I think the the loss of the youth is probably harder on an aging woman than uh, the loss of the physical beauty, maybe. I think in our... Because I, I know many elderly women who are beautiful, but that a young beautiful, you know, I don't, I don't, I think that we don't see the, the beauty of what we used to have in our youth. That's lost. And that, yes. that no matter what you do, it's never totally recovered. But I think that's what we're always chasing after with the, um, with the plastic surgeries and the covering of the wrinkles and, and the gray hairs, um, just, it was curious to me, I guess, just men don't feel the need to do that. No, they don't. Some do, of course. There's always, you mm-hmm. know, some mm-hmm. that are doing that, but. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But now we are also talking about getting old. Yes. Um, you see, the spirit is ageless. If you identify with your personality that has been high energy, high achiever, um, um, productive all the time, 
And as the body ages, the movement, the, the energy is naturally changing. But the spirit of human beings is ageless. So if you failed to identify with your spirit and the spirit um, expresses itself in creativity. So if your life has been just on um, achievement um, um, and beauty um, and productivity and that is changing. The spirit is not touched. So if those of us that never got in touch with the inner life, with the, with the communication and the connection of the spirit and how it manifests in everyday life, we feel old. But people that continue to be creative, maybe in new ways, that is not a factor. The, 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 the youth is maintained, maybe not moving and, and, and looking and ex like when you were 30 or 20, but a sense of youth is maintained because the spirit never ages. And you see, w once you get to a certain point that the, the superficial appearance and all that um, fades in, in some ways, even if you're taking very good care of yourself. A, a woman at 50 doesn't look the same as 20. I don't care what they do. <laughs> and um, But what opens up? These new gifts of experience. And again, if you spend time exploring your inner life, exploring the spirit, your creativity, ways of expressing yourself, that actually enriches. I like that. It, it kind of leads right into my next uh, thought regarding aging, and that is um, many times that my spirit, or I guess I speak for all of us who are aging, our spirit is willing, but our body is no longer able. And I'm curious, how do we deal with the acceptance of still wanting to do certain things that we're just not capable of doing any, th anymore? I mean, sometimes it's big things. Uh, other times it's small things. Just Give me know, an example. Uh, you know, sometimes bending over to tie your shoe in the morning, you're stiff and sore when you first get out of bed. Um, putting your pants on one leg at a time. I, I used to be able to hop in, you know, now I have to hold on to something so I don't wobble over. <laughs> so it's a little frustrating as I age. And just curious, what's the best day, best way to deal with some yeah. of these physical inabilities? Excellent point. You see, a shift in the personality has to be made. A, a sort of a yielding and accepting the, the pace of slowing down, of needing to hold. So, so if it's a, the part of your personality has taken pride 
in what you can do physically. Hmm? Let's just go to the physical now, okay. the, the movement, mm-hmm. the, the body. Right. Um, um, that, and that part of your personality did not notice that, <laughs> again, you're not 20, <laughs> you are 50 or 60 or whatever it is. Right. It, that part of the personality that m- moves and physical always stays and expects that. If that part doesn't shift, doesn't move a little bit to make room to expand, for us to expand and allow another part of our personality to come in that sees the value in moving slowly, slower, in being more careful with our movements and the body, in our exercises. It's not that... Um, uh, that uh, I'm discouraging anybody to do less. It's just I'm encouraging people to honor and respect the natural event of the body getting older. It's just an organic, natural process. And the personality that doesn't know they're moving slower fights that. And you get disappointed, you get angry, you get um, uh, critical with yourself. Um, yes. you have re- you have sadness mm-hmm. because getting older, there are a lot of losses, but there are a lot of gains as well. And people tend to focus on the losses because they're more pronounced. Again, if the parts of the personality didn't yield to allow another part that moves in a different pace, you will suffer. There's no, there's no two ways about it. So it's really, a, a, you're asking a wonderful question, a personality shift has to take place. Otherwise, you will suffer because it's a lot of losses. Yes, so it's a good time, I guess, to start uh, finding a new hobby or um, a new skill or an, something, uh, some way to express yourself artfully, perhaps. That's it. And that's what I mean. You go in your inner life and you hold what is inner life. It's inner communication with, um, how can I put this? With, with um, places in life that the eyes don't see. Some people um, choose to call it becoming more spiritually connected. Um, Mm -hmm. um, But you see, creativity, in my eyes, is one way of spiritual expression. And yes... People that do not discover, rediscover, or continue to express themselves creatively suffer. They feel very lonely. They feel lost. They feel almost grieving. It's a sort of grieving, Hmm. especially for the women. It starts, I think, at 40. No matter how you look and how you move and what you do, it's different. Hmm. The day a woman turns 40, in my eyes again, something shifts. shifts. 
almost overnight, almost overnight, you see. And um, it takes a few years to adjust to it. And if you don't adjust to it and you fight it, you are all, all your concern and all your energy and all your focus continues to be on your body, but in a different way. You see, if part of your of if one's personality yes. was to be beautiful and to you know get attention and all that, now it continues, but with grieving. Right. So it it's a, a tremendous, significant, serious shift that needs to take place other in the personality. Otherwise, pain. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of pain. A lot of grieving. Grieving. A yes. lot of grieving, and and people, you know, um, sit and reminisce and reminisce and reminisce, which is nothing wrong with that. It's wonderful, but the past is the past. Mm. The past is the past. Yeah. And how lucky, you know, if if um, some people, men or women, happen to be. <laughs> what society and their culture considers stunning and beautiful. How lucky that they that that they had those years yes. to feel that. And now an adjustment has to be made and it's a loss. Yeah. Oh, um these are not good news for you, are they? <laughs> I'm not well, offering any <laughs> magical pill here. I'm telling you all bad news. I'm, it's, I'm, it's, trying I'm, to embrace the aging. <laughs> I'm trying to embrace the aging and you're helping me, uh, you know, look at it in a different light, perhaps. So that's good. Really good. Because you see, at that time, if the focus eases and the energy from how only how you look, then you still have energy but on a different direction. And, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a time, actually, of incredible uh, uh, discoveries, but of a different kind. Mm. But if you continue, if one continues to focus on, no, I want to go back, and, and how can I do it? Then you miss out, really. So the loss is double. You miss the opportunity to discover a new way of being, walking in the world, expressing yourself in the world, and um, you grieve, and, and you lose the, uh, what you had. Right. Good point. I also am curious, um, with the whole aging, <laughs> uh, in, in regards to children who are now grown and... Uh, the empty nest sort of continues, of course, once they had left the house. And for uh, mothers, you're talking for mothers. I guess I can't, I can only speak for myself mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. a mother. Um, but they, they are branching out on their own. And, uh, and the, just the, the loss of contact with them, I think, uh, makes you, makes an aging person feel a little, uh, lonely and or um over the top when I call when I contact them or 
you know, uh, am I being a burden? There's got to be a fine line between staying in touch and being um, uh, concerned and not being a burden. And I find myself sort of in the middle, not only with my children, but I am blessed to still have a parent who is in her 90s. So um, she'll sometimes call me three times a day. And I think that's too much. And then I reach out to my children and I think, oh, I wonder if they feel the way I do when my mother reaches out to me. So I feel aging some somewhere in the middle there. I'm, I'm stuck wondering, uh, you know, how much is too much uh, contact with uh, your children as they get older and as we age. You see, Roxanne, I have more bad news for you. <laughs> Are you ready for that? Okay, I'm ready. I better take a sip of water first. <laughs> so one significant situation that happens, and I hear it actually from some dear, 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 dear friends older in their 80s that I have, and the preparing me. <laughs> one of the most significant losses you become invisible. You start becoming invisible. Mm. Maybe not in your 50s, maybe not in your 60s, but a bit more and more as you age, you become invisible. And there's a feel that people forget about you, including your children. And that is more grieving for you. So... Uh, like my friend said, you have to fight. <laughs> you have to fight to be to be to stay visible, to be seen, to be seen, to be seen, but not through the physical, uh, youthful beauty, different kind of beauty. Mm. And then that's when you see what you form in terms of wisdom how how you how you gathered your experiences and you needed them uh, and and now you you cooked these beautiful <laughs> breads of full of wisdom that you share and you cut and you give you see that's how it changes but you do become invisible and the connection with the children, they take, uh, like you said, their path. They start their lives. They get busy with their lives. Yes. And that is something that you need to have a wonderful, calm, loving talk with your children. You ask them, how much is too much? You need to tell me. I don't want to become a burden. I, I, I think that's what I hear from you. It's yes. your concern that you you don't want to be pushed even further and away. This, and I have a, this conversation with friends of mine as well who are wondering the same thing, you know. And uh, because for each for each um, uh, adult child, the the um, the distance might differ. Some of them, they want to talk to you every day. Right. Some of them, once a month is more than enough. Right. So it needs to have a, a dialogue. A dialogue needs to happen to honor what they feel comfortable with and also letting them know that this is your process. 
becoming a bit more invisible and, and, and wanting to stay, if that's what you want, present. Because, you see, through sharing their lives, hearing um, what, in, in some ways, there is this, this excitement inside of you to hear how they are doing well, if they're doing well, and, and those that are not doing well, then it becomes more sadness yes. for the parent. But a dialogue needs to happen. So it works for both of you. You express what you need, what you consider, right? Um, uh, connection and contact, and also what they, yeah, 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 communicate. Yeah, this particular piece of information, right? The frequency and the depth of the yeah. of the communication together, right? Yeah, I also. Uh, in my workplace, in my industry, I work with a range of people from 22 to literally 72 plus, uh, even in my work field. And, you know, it's, I don't know if it's called ageism in the workplace or really what the um, correct term is, but um, I'm curious the best way to deal with uh, working with younger people who are perhaps my children's age, you know, and uh, their their difference of work ethic and um, their sort of disregard to experience and their judgment on older people in the workplace that maybe don't have um, the technical savvy or, you know, um, we have experience and wisdom of our own, but... Um, Sometimes we're looked upon as, you know, has-beens, and why are we still around doing this? And um, now I feel judged, I guess, because I'm somewhere in that middle of between 22 and 72. And and I guess I would be guilty as well as looking at some of the older people and wondering, why are they still here? Why haven't they retired? Why aren't they enjoying their life? But perhaps this is their way of showing themselves, you know, enjoying fighting, their lives, fighting. And That's right. Like we, what you just said, fighting to st remain visible and viable and producing, doing, you know. That's the way they're enjoying their lives, holding on to their occupation, their career, mm. because they're good at it. Right. And, uh, but this will never end. Roxanne. More good news. <laughs> <laughs> you see as you said you are in the middle and you look at the older and you have the same thoughts that the 20 year olds have about you right so that's what i mean it's something that and um, well fortunately unfortunately or maybe none of it it's it's it that's the way um um it is and i guess in every field because you know now i notice whether i go to a new doctor or a new attorney, they're all younger than I am. So it's just uh, the way it is, I guess. <laughs> it's a new world. Yes. Once you hit, for men and women, once a certain age, and again, it depends on what occupation. So for example, right. if you're a model uh, by, I don't know how old, <laughs> you're considered maybe by... 26 or 30 right. you're you're old for the business but in my profession being a psychotherapist the older you get 
<laughs> the more I remember when I was 20 and I was doing therapy, right. I was actually doing therapy. By, they clients will come older than me and they would say, "What do you know? What do you know about relationship? What do you?" And I I, I didn't feel they respected me for that. And as That's I was getting true. older, you see. Now I am the most respected right. because of the experience and how I communicate, of course, my experience. And so it also depends on what profession. Right. But overall, even with therapies, after a certain time, um, this happens because we need to understand we can offer still, I don't care how old you get, as long as you adjust to what you offer. Don't get stuck on what how you were successful earlier. It needs to be the same. If you are willing, and that's very difficult, you see, to adjust and 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 open up yourself to new experiences even and find new ways of still being productive. That's another way of transcending this awareness about aging. Mm. Your awareness of aging is correct. That is actually the case. And the bad news is, is nothing that can be done to change society. But within yourself, if you shift and adjust to new ways of moving thinking, creating, expressing, relating, the loss, the, the, the sadness from the loss will not be so intense. The grieving. The grieving. <laughs> the grieving will be there. As, and I think if you expect it, it will not be as severe. I think that's true now that you've made me aware of that. I, I, I believe that to be true. You will not be shocked. You will not be like, what is happening? What, what is happening? Right. <laughs> what is happening is that <laughs> right. <laughs> one is 65 and not, not 40 anymore. <laughs> right. That's what's happening. That's absolutely right. What's happening. A lot of people as they age um, and retire or not, uh, relocate too. And... I think there's uh, some fear relocating, for me anyway, with the thought of relocating to something new and exciting. But yes, it's kind of like starting all over again, um, you know, creating new friendships and um, uh, at, a, at a much older age. Uh, so how do people deal with that? Uh, the, the, the loss of everything familiar and... Uh, family and friends leaving them to relocate for various reasons. People, I guess, relocate, financial reasons or uh, weather reasons. Um, but w any advice on that? It, but you said it, Roxanne. Relocation means new opportunities to meet new people, to get involved if you, especially if you happen to be an extrovert, especially if you happen to be an extrovert. So these are personalities that suffer the most. People that have high achieving as a primary part of their personality, that they are intellectual and they are used to high th thinking and rational thinking and clear thinking. People that have been identified with their beauty, 
people that are extroverted and they are used to uh, uh, recharging their energies, their batteries, with the constant dialogue. Relocating, it means if you are in that in that uh, carry that those parts of your personality, you meet new people. An extrovert, chances are, will be an extrovert. Mm-hmm. An introvert that recharges through being alone will handle the lon- the, uh, the loneliness is another part of mm. of getting older because also you lose friends. Yes, you do. You lose friends. You lose family. You lose partners. So the loneliness that sets in is of a different quality. And again, if you don't, if you haven't established that connection with either your inner life, your spirituality, or creativity, all these are experienced more severe. And relocating is about seeing it as an opportunity to explore new places, new people, new possibilities of expressing yourself where you're at. Yes. Yes, the loneliness I can see uh, as we age, and I've, I've thought of that often too, although I guess the key is really not to focus on many of these things that I've, that I've questioned today, you know, uh, because y- you have to live your life, just live it. Well, not to focus on wanting to change them. <laughs> you know, t- t- focusing is what we are talking about today is bringing the attention. This is happening. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you focus on fighting it and not wanting to happen this way, you suffer more. Mm. But if you focus on this is what's happening, let's go in the directions that doors are opening because you're getting older. That's a new chapter. It's a new world. It's almost like entering a new country that you don't know the, the, the culture, the language, how, how to move in. <laughs> but it's exciting. It can be oh exciting my God, yes. if you embrace it, I guess. Oh, my God, yes. It can be the most exciting because, you see, now financially, hopefully, you are somewhat comfortable. Um you, if you had children, your children got their way, and you have a certain level of freedom you never had before. So there are many gifts, many um, uh, benefits, <laughs> if you don't fight that you don't look as you used to look, you don't move as you used to move. If you over, when you overcome those natural losses. There are incredible doors opening. One of them, freedom. And that's a great thing to focus on. That's right. That's instead right. Of, instead of the fear of all the other things, just focus on the positives, the new freedom, the new possibilities. The new ways of expressing yourself, finding, risk, discovering. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really how you perceive and adjust to natural losses Mm. because it's going to happen. Yes. (laughs) 
So, uh, I don't know if it shows in the podcast, but we had to stop because we heard all these alarms outside as we are talking about rediscovering new ways. And of course, it was the the neighborhood's um, uh, Santa Claus parade. Um, but what an amazing coincidence. Yes. <laughs> the, the lights and, and the energy. I think they're the celebrating sounds. aging. <laughs> I think that it was a way of celebrating aging. Yes. You're right, Roxanne. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> Thank you so much for these difficult questions that I think is men or women, we all have. And it's just part of being human. Yes. And well, thank you for your yeah. insights and uh, and uh, th- your thoughts on that. Yeah. And I, I appreciate it, and it's been a pleasure. Yeah, and, and you know, I just thought it's interesting because um, everybody has this wish to live longer, to live longer, you know, more years, and little thought is put on how would that be? What right. does that mean? I, I, I actually spoke to an elderly woman not too long ago, and I was helping her in and out of her wheelchair, and she looked at me, and she said, sweetheart, don't ever get too old. And I thought yeah. those were well-chosen words because it's nice to be afforded the luxury of getting old and yet not too old is what she wanted to impress <laughs> upon me. <laughs> Roxanne, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. For, for coming. Thank you. You're invited to experiment with the suggestions offered today in transcending your awareness about aging. You're also invited to be my curious guest. Please email your comments, questions, and suggestions for more themes to awarenesssuckspodcast at gmail.com. That's all for today. Until next time, yahara.